What are you doing? I'm good. Is this, is this live? Or do you, or no, do you... unfortunately it's not live, so I'll let, uh, you don't have to be on the record as much. You know how many times, how does it feel to like have that, somebody say that back to you? I'd be pretty nervous if it was live. Yeah, like you're going to mess something up. Yeah. What yeah, kind of what kind of gossipy information do you not want to give live? Yeah, from what I'm wearing to what I'm doing later, everything. everything. I mean, you're a journalist, and journalists are known for being gossips and like snoops. What kind of information can you share with us? What What do you have? Don't worry, I won't. I totally won't put this on the podcast. Go. See, this could be live, and it could all be a trick or a look. Um, I don't know. Ask me. Ask me. I don't know. It's, I don't, I, nothing. You have to ask me a question. This is. It, is there some kind of like omerta within the journalists that you guys don't want to talk? I am sick and tired of journalist omerta. Uh, omerta doesn't exist. It's a fallacy. It's just normal life. Like if if, I, if you ask me if my, let's say I worked in. If you ask me, is, is my old boss a, a dick, you know, sure. and I'm still working at that company, I'm not going to go, yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a dick. Um, so by by that reference, you know, is that a murder, the fact that I won't tell you that my boss is a dick? Probably, uh, you know, I don't want to lose my job. Yeah. So I'm reading between this that your boss is a dick and you called him that. <laughs> you can you can read that if you want, but I'm not going to confirm or deny. No, it's not true. It's not true. He's a nice guy, right? Oh man, how sexist yeah, of that! How sexist of me, right? Just to assume he was a guy. Bruno, you're a pig. He's a pig. He is a guy, though, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Benson, you just got back from Austin, Texas, talking to Lance Armstrong. How was it? How'd you find it? Um, it was interesting. Um, we've never really uh, met met before. I think very, very briefly. In 2008, when he said he was going to come back, and then uh, very briefly at the tour when he refused to talk to me, both at the start of the race and the finish. Um, obviously, a lot's changed since then. But no, it was, a, it was an interesting trip, an interesting couple of hours to to sit down and talk with him. It's one of those things that you read back over the transcripts, and you, as a journalist, you always look at it and think, oh, I wish I'd gone into that in a bit more detail, or I wish I'd spent less time on this and and more time on that. But uh, yeah, it's what's something, that you, what's something that you feel like you would have spent a little bit more time on or pushed him harder on? Uh, uh, a couple of little things. You know, the character JT, um, which was in the Wheelmen book, that I really found quite interesting and fascinating in terms of what effect he had on his childhood, or his, sure. rather, it wasn't a child, but his growing, I'm sure, his adolescent years or early years within Europe. I found that really interesting, and. I would have liked to spend more time talking about that, um, and then obviously there were other elements that I'd like to have spent more time in terms of talking about Brunel and perhaps Le Mans. But I know with the former, probably wouldn't have got very far due to the fact that um, well, Brunel's still got a, an ongoing case going with uh, going with Usada. Was it weird? Like you have this guy that you uh, hold on. I got another call. These people are going to have to wait. Was it weird, uh, you know, you've you've written a lot about it, about Lance, and he's obviously 
read your writing. Uh, presumably, probably blocked you on Twitter. I've blocked you on Twitter. I don't blame him on that. You're horrible on Twitter. <laughs> um, do you, and then you know, so you both have these conceptions of each other way before you've even met, and you you probably both viewed each other as the bad man. But then you guys get to see each other. Was there like a part of you that kind of saw that he was human? And do you think he saw that? Because I mean, obviously, he agreed to this, and you probably would have never imagined that two or three years ago. So you you're probably meeting in the middle somewhere. Like, was there a little bit of that, or? Uh. It was something that you probably just don't discuss. And it's probably the same with, with every rider that, you, as a journalist, you interview because you're always going to write something. Not always, but you know, the, the chances are during a rider's career that, as a journalist, you're, you're going to piss them off in some way, whether it's in a race report or a quote or um, a transfer story. There's going to be something there whereby they're going to be frustrated with what you've written, or you're going to be frustrated with the lack of information that you've got from them, perhaps. So. I mean, I guess as a, going in there, you just have to put that aside. And I mean, I can't answer for what he thinks or what his approach was. But um, yeah, I mean, there would have been little point going in there just to point fingers and say, hey, you didn't talk to me three years ago. What's changed? Because obviously that's a, a question that's, you know, the answer is, is obvious. You know, I mean, a lot sure. has changed since. Since then, since what, did your did your perception of Lance change after you got to see him in like at home, maybe not so on guard and uh, more open? Uh, that's an interesting question. Um, some way, I don't think so. No, I mean it wasn't like you said. I just turned up at his house and and said, "Oh, do you want to do an interview?" And so we we had arranged and we. We'd done a shorter interview, if you want to call it that, back in January of this year. Yeah, just after, maybe a week or two after the Oprah show. Um, so I don't think my perception of him has changed from going in there to, to when it left. No, I don't think so, no. How was the uh, reaction from your article? Did you get uh, anybody, except, you know, anonymous Twitter people, did you get any good feedback, bad feedback? What do you think? Um, it, that's, I guess that's interesting. I mean, I mean, I, I think there were people from both sides, because he is still a polarizing um, character and, and a fascinating character. I think there were people from both sides that found it interesting. I think that there were people that would like me, like me to have gone into more depth um, in some areas, and definitely, I can definitely understand that. Um, yeah, you, you obviously get people that, individuals that are angry with the fact that I even talked to him, um, and that he shouldn't have a platform of any sort, um, or that he shouldn't be allowed to be even quoted on cycling news. I, I don't, don't that's really ridiculous. understand that's that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't really understand that. I mean, it's not up to. Like when you used to decide who's a bad guy and who's a good guy. Well, you guys have been doing it already. Why stop now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've already pigeonholed you, so it's okay. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's not up to us to to decide on that. It's you know, at the end of the day, we're we're a new service, and if people are interested in it, they're going to click on it, and we determine that an interview with Lance Armstrong was going to be something that people would read. And yeah, I guess I found that looking at traffic or whatever web stats you want to look at, yeah, there was enough increase based off the fact that we, we, we talked to him, yeah. How much did you pay him what? to be interviewed? Pay him? 
I just wanted to I see how you... defensive you would get. No, I'm fine. I mean, no, I mean, uh, has there ever been a time? Peter Lutzenberger. <laughs> he's the only guy that's ever asked, since I've been on Cycling News, he's ever asked for um, money, I think, for an interview, and we said no. How much? Um, Do you remember? Oh, God, I can't remember. I don't even, I can't even remember if there was a figure involved. Um, but no, I was just blown away that he asked me, so we just said no. Um, but no, there was no, no money. Yeah, I know. I was just being a dick. Uh, what did you think of it then? Uh, to be Are honest, I missed a couple sections because I was driving across the country, but, uh, in general, what I read, I thought it was good. I thought he came off like pretty, pretty honest and pretty sincere. I, I think you see a guy who's, um, I think you see a guy who is just struggling with things and he's angry and yeah, I don't know. I think it was the, f I mean, definitely like the first time I think he, he came off better than he came off on Oprah. And I think, I think it's all good. I think it's all good. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Benson. Thanks for calling. No worries. Good luck. All right. I'll Good talk luck. to you soon, buddy. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. Jake from Arizona. What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Veterans Day. It's Veterans Day. I just got done uh, planning. I think I'm up to 150 uh, American flags at some grave sites, but that's that's how my morning went. How did you think you're veterans? Uh, well, I slept in because I feel like they like sleep, so take care of that for them. Mm-hmm. That's good. And that's good. I think I'm going to watch uh, Behind the Barriers in a minute here. Maybe. Are you in this one? No, I feel like the shows have really gone downhill ever since I have uh, haven't been involved. Perhaps. Maybe you should send some tweets to that. I think everybody listening should send some tweets saying that Behind the Barriers really peaked about a month ago. <laughs> Will do. I, I got a question for you. Yeah, hit me. Okay, so you raced on one or two teams professionally. Um, yeah, one or two. A couple. Uh, so, did you ever have a piece of equipment? You don't have to disclose which team, but like a piece of equipment that you absolutely despised, couldn't wear, had to alter yourself. Ooh, there have been a few. There are. Um, 
they're getting better now, but there are occasionally a team will bring you, oh, we got sponsored by a certain cycling shoe manufacturer. And you look at the shoes and you wonder who created these, like what right. what feet they're for. Um, but pieces, I couldn't. I mean, I guess it would always be like there's always a chamois that you like. I found a guy who replaces chamois, and so I would send some shorts to him depending on what chamois the manufacturer put into him. But you would, you would actually replace the pad inside. Yeah, there's a guy in Southern California who uh, he has like 30 pads to choose from. Ah, that's perfect. I tell you, Jake, this is about being professional. When you're a professional like me, you you take charge of your uh, your situations, you know. Yes, sir. I mean, are you a professional? I will be. You will be? Who are you going to be professional for? Uh, bike riding, obviously. <laughs> bike riding is bike No, do you have a, like, are you, so what category are you? Tell me something about you. Uh, two. Category two. How long have you been racing? Uh, like four and a half, four years. Okay, okay. What team are you on this year, this upcoming year, however you want to call it? Uh, Happy and Octane. Oh, nice. They've uh, been around for a while, you're, huh? You ever heard of the product, Happy Doctor? Oh, yeah, dude. I heard about it in, like, not to go all hipster on you, but I think I heard about it, like, in 2001, whenever they oh, first started. Yeah, whenever I was I was training in Tucson, and I believe the guy more or less started out of there, or Flagstaff yeah, or something. Yeah, that's right. You know, you, know, you know John Parrish? Yeah. Yeah, he's my coach. Oh, nice. He's a good guy. Yeah, yeah but he worked with Andy who uh, founded Happy Octane. Well, Andy, I think Andy's providing a valuable service teaching no young kids that they need to be, uh, I mean, I, I mean, really, what's the difference between Athlete Octane and EPO? You know, like, I don't see any difference. I think it's cheating, and right. I think it goes outside the lines of uh, good taste. Mm. I mean, <laughs> you know, whatever. Cool, cool. You got anything else, buddy? Nah, man. Just have a have a good one, and uh, looking forward to seeing how Smart uh, Stop does this year. Because actually, Marcotte was on a ride we did yesterday. Oh, was he? Yeah, he's gonna be a good one. We're having training camp in Tucson. It looks like in early or late January. Feel free to come out and say hello. I might have to stock that one. All right. I'll talk to you later, buddy. Take it easy. See you, bye. You know you make me wanna shout. Now that you're a hotshot 
BS yourselves. I was wondering which Christopher Walken movie character would you rather uh, have as a BS? For me, it's a toss-up between this evil um, guy in the wheelchair in Things to Do in Denver when you're dead, or uh, the crazed out military officer in Pulp Fiction. But what's your choice, Mike? What's your choice? Holy fucking shit. How do you like that, American fans? I got a guy calling in from Norway, best question yet, making the rest of you look like shit. If we want to go into this world claiming that we're the best nation, oh, we're the best nation in the world, we're number one, whatever, then how do you let this guy call and blow you all into the fucking water with questions? Okay. I'm gonna have to always go... Anything True Romance, I'm going to give a, uh, a pass to. So his character in True Romance, the gangster, uh, I loved. He was uh, slow, manipulative, yeah, ultimately a killer. That was great. His character in Pulp Fiction was awesome because he was willing to hide a watch up his ass and return it. So those qualities, I think, would make a great DS. Also, in The Deer Hunter... Uh, he was great when they asked him, uh, how come I don't ever see you eat? And he's like, oh, it keeps the fear up. I thought that was a great line. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say the Pulp Fiction character would be the best, uh, DS, but as the guy I want to hang around with the most, let's, let's get the true romance character that he was in. Thanks for the call, buddy. Hello, this is Open Mike. Who's this? Mike, Byron. Mike, what's going on, brother? Hey, good to talk to you. I just had a couple questions that maybe you might be able to answer for me. I really fucking hope so, dude, because if, if, if you leave this without me answering your questions, I'm going to feel like I failed you as a, <laughs> yeah. as a friend and as what I assume a god. Okay. <laughs> hey, sorry, I'm a dentist here, so um, I'm one of those dentist cyclists, wannabe cyclists, so I have a couple of patients I'll need to get going here in a minute. But um, two questions. One, who is the man in the pro peloton who just gets absolutely no respect whatsoever and why? No respect. Like no coverage, no media respect, just the guy works his ass off. Sure. And, um, yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Uh, and then second question. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, f finish it up. Give me the second one. Okay. And a second question from my from my man, my boy, Philip Guyman. I'm just wondering, I know his plan is to do um, California, or tour of California when he comes back from a you know, racing block in Europe. Yeah. And from your experience, from what you've done in Europe and those early races and, you know, whatnot, how much stronger do you think he will be just from a block of racing in Europe in the spring to come back and face his old, you know, um, I guess the competition that shows up to California, right, sure. which I know is domestic and, pro and uh, world tour, and how you think he'll fare? And will he be that much better than, you know, his training program in uh, Big Bear last year? Sure, that's a good question. Uh, as far as guys that I think need a little bit more credit is uh, Alex Candelario. Alex Candelario, he's um, he's one of my favorite teammates. He always went for it. Um, 
He's a sprinter, but not a pure sprinter. He can climb. And last year at Tour California, when it split in the crosswinds, he was the only continental guy to make it. Um, he's been he's been doing it for a long time. He's man. been doing it for a long time. I think next year is his last year, and he's just. I think he's a little misplaced here in the states. I think he would do better in a place like Europe, where the races are a little harder. But um, yeah, he's been such a mainstay in in um, domestic racing in the U.S. that it's like I always thought, like you know, yeah. I mean, I was like, oh, and Alex Cantalera, he's a guy who goes there. You know, I live in Redlands and so on and so forth. And so just I always see him there. Like he's consistent. He's always his name always mentioned. But uh, okay, I'll be yeah. <laughs> okay, and uh, yeah, so he's just the kind of guy who needs like 250k to 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 start getting better. Uh, as far as gaming, I mean, I, I, it, it's so dependent. I mean, everybody's different. Uh, uh, sometimes I was uh, too fragile, and I, I needed to do a certain kind of training, and that would make me better. And uh, racing didn't always necessarily make me better, especially racing in Europe where it's so aggressive and. And exhausting, so I hope. I mean, if he goes over there and, and he can recover and he doesn't get totally blown out mentally and physically, then yeah, he's going to come back to your uh, back to Tour California significantly stronger. I mean, it's pretty easy for for uh, I guess he's not a neo neo pro, but kind of in, in Europe. Yeah, it's just a, it's just like a full system barrage, you know, and then. Uh, yeah, so if he can if he adapts to that and it doesn't frazzle him, he doesn't come to this back to California completely out of sorts and he's not sure where his form is. I mean, yeah, he could be really good. Otherwise, yeah, maybe look for a little bit of a, a dip down. Not not as uh -huh. great, but I'm gonna get a hold well, of you for... I'm gonna get a hold of you later because I need a lot of work on my teeth. So I'm gonna, <laughs> All right, man. I'm gonna hey, come visit hey, you. Good hearing from you or good talking to you. I really appreciate your podcast and I'll be looking forward to maybe meeting you in Redlands when you're in town. You know, I'll buy you a beer or something if you're in. Just you're you know what? I don't need a beer, just give me a little script, you know, for some you know, whatever opiates you think are good that day. Just just send me a script and <laughs> you know what? Just in case I lose that other one, send me two. Give me two scripts. Hey, man. Be good. All right, sounds good. Alright, I'll talk to you later. Hey, I'll be tweeting you later. Late. Bye. Welcome to Open Mic. Who am I talking to? Yeah, this is Al. Al, what's going on, buddy? Not much. How are you? None of your business, Al. None of your <laughs> fucking business. That's not good. That's not good. <laughs> uh, you got a, got a question? You got a comment? What do you got for me? So I know you don't like to talk about the doping thing, but it's kind of hard not to, right? Hmm, it's not that hard. You just don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, you know, Al, it's, it's not that I don't like talking about it. It's just that it, it it's a, um, I don't mind talking about it if it's not going to be a circular argument. But, you know, most of these times are. But what do you got for me? Well, it's nothing great, but, uh, you know, you can look You know what, Al, hold on. Let me put you on it. Sure. Don't put yourself down. You know what? <laughs> You're going to fucking hit me with something so good, dude. It's going to come I'm out right. and it's going to blow my mind. Pretty bad. And I'm going to... Pretty bad. We're going to be friends after this, and I don't know, I'm probably going to be like the godfather of one of your children, and then you're going to get into like a like a car fire one day, and then I'll take care of your kids. That'd be awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you have over? I think Katie Compton gets a free pass, personally. A free pass is what? From accusations. There's obviously nothing solid or anything, but she 
she's out there talking about that she hasn't been on a bike for six months and goes out and wins World Cups? Well, I think that just shows you how weak cyclocross is. <laughs> no, <I'm joking. laughs> well, that could be it, too. <laughs> oh, obviously I'm biased because I'm neighbors with Katie Compton. Um, but I can... For what it counts, which is nothing, uh, I know that they are very anti-doping, and they uh, they. Yeah, I don't know they, her personally, and I'm not trying to, you know. But yeah, but here's know. the thing: out is like, do you want it to be where winning races is like now an indicator of suspicion? You know what I mean? Not as horrible too. But. I, I think unless there's like a. Uh, obviously, the days of like a dope test being the thing are kind of out the window to a certain extent but you know man like when they they haven't been associated with anybody dodgy they don't have any dodgy coaches <clears throat> there's no swan air coming out and saying i saw this there's no <clears throat> teammates <clears throat> um you know i i kind of feel like you you just kind of get a pass you know like i don't think it's I think when you say they get a pass, it would be uh, is like it, the question's brought up, but then the media doesn't. Uh, yeah, but why are you using the word "they"? What do you mean? I know you're saying they get a pass. They. Well, here's the thing: is uh, are you combining she, her she, and Mark as they? <clears throat> yeah, because that guy is just constantly mooching off of her. I mean, <laughs> you might not be invited to that next barbecue now. Here's the thing about the Comptons. They don't host anything. They go to things. Okay. And you know how I said the Comptons? You know? Oh, I hear you. Yeah. Hear you. All right. So, <laughs> no, I, uh, for what it counts, dude, I think they're, she's really stand up and nothing. Yeah, I don't know her personally. I'm not, like, I'm just, maybe I'm throwing rocks at glass houses or something. <laughs> well, you would throw it from within a glass house. I don't know if you throw it at yeah. a glass house. Uh, no, I, I in one, so I gotta throw it at someone else's. All right, well, <laughs> uh, no, no, so I get what you're saying, but uh, I think it's a little off in this comparison. But just put it this way if if Froome didn't ride his bike for six months and run out and won a bike race, what would be said? Mm, yeah, but that hasn't, ha that hasn't happened, so no, I but mean, but Chris they're talking about him while riding his bike for six months. Yeah, but dude, that's also like the same 20 or 30 people on Twitter. Like, I feel like there's this small audience on Twitter that talks to each other and they talk all the time about the same thing. So therefore, and because they create the most content with their chatter, there becomes this false perception that everybody's talking about it. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I, was, I, was at, I was at Tour California a few years wheel syndrome, right? Exactly. Like, I was at Tour California a few years ago when the Hamilton 60 Minutes and him cappy thing all came out. And, uh, I, dude, I, I, I could tell you the next day on the climb to Tour California, those guys were getting cheered <clears throat> just as much, if not more. So, uh, as far as everybody, I don't think everybody's everybody. I think it's just the same few people. And, you know, like, uh, I think I want to. I want to believe Chris Room's clean, and I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't go as far as comparing Chris Room and 
a three-week three tour just, to a, a yeah, one-hour cross race. Well, well, keep up the good work. Oh, thanks, buddy. Yeah, I hope I don't. I hope your contacts don't shrink as you distance yourself from being a rider. Oh well, here's the thing: is now I'm I'm a director, so now I uh, I get to talk to riders all day. So that's my <laughs> that's my fun. I don't know. Riders are nuts too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's nuts, dude. Everybody yeah. is. Yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, actually, that was uh, the one of your best ones. I think it was actually talking to Hincapi about the pain and like riding in the gutter and hoping to get a flat and. Yeah, I, re I remember what race I was in. I remember it was, uh, they used to have a race, the Solano Bicycle Classic, and it was in between, I think it was after Redlands, and I got into a break, and I, I was probably only 20, and I had no uh, reason to be in that break, man. And I was, I was, I was in bad, bad place. I didn't flat, though. Wish I did. <laughs> you gotta keep razors in your pocket, like, yeah. like WWF. <laughs> Cut myself. <laughs> All right, uh, well, thanks for the phone call, brother. Thank you. Bye. Uh, welcome to Open Mic. Who's this? Hi, it's Gary from uh, Toronto. Gary, what's going on, brother? No, nothing much. Just uh, eating my lunch. Nice, nice. You got a, you got a question? You got a comment? Yeah, a question and a comment. Also. Oh, double a twofer. Yes, yes. I'll start with the question. Well, first of all, I want to say I really enjoy... Uh, uh, all the podcasts that you do definitely something different than uh, what are you thinking about the Tuesday format yay or nay um, last Tuesday was definitely the best one because I think it had more of uh, maybe the people that I want to hear about the you know pro riders sure uh, yeah, I mean you know, I guess people the, you know the average folk don't want to hear about me um, don't put you know what I'm tired of my callers putting themselves down Gary you know what you're special you mean you're somebody's son and, and I think that you deserve to be heard. Definitely. Uh, just I'll start with my question. My question is, um, you know, I uh, ride for a team, and some, every year we get some team kit. Uh, obviously, we have to pay for it, and there's stuff that we get that I wear once that I just hate. I mean, yeah. you know, it's so many different teams and bikes and kits. Is there, and you don't have to necessarily mention uh, the name of the product, but is there something that you received that you had to wear or use that you just hated? And on the plus side, is there something that you, you know, over the years that you really enjoyed that was like a, you know, a great Sure, product? that's a great question. <clears throat> I, I, uh, I received once a pair of aerodynamic socks. Okay. And... It was basically a skin suit, four foot, doesn't go on top of your shoes, but went underneath and on, and they were socks. They weren't shoe covers, they were socks. And, uh, well, I don't think I ever took those things out of the bag. That was, you know what, I appreciate where their head's at. They're trying to move forward and I, I really liked it, but it's the, the arrow socks, I just, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I haven't heard of arrow. You haven't yet. They're about to hit the. They're about to hit the plant, like the 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 market, and they are going to take it by storm. It's, an, it's like a compression sock and era all in one, right? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was impressive. It was impressive. Okay, and uh, I just want to my my comment. Uh, maybe I'm the only one out there. Uh, again, I really enjoy 
you know, all the podcasts that you do, but just in terms of the music and the TV shows, it's just I, I tune in to listen to about cycling. I've got my iPhone, you know, with tons of music, and I've got the internet on my iPhone, so... Yeah. I just I just fast-forward all that stuff, right? I'm interested in hearing about cycling, because that's what I'm tuning into. Sure. Yeah, no, I get that. Um... Yeah, I don't mind if you skip by it, go straight to the interview. That that's not me. Some people really uh, enjoy the intros and the music, yep. and then some people. But yeah, yeah, I think it's about fifty-fifty as far as that goes. But yeah, don't. Uh, you ain't gonna hurt my feelings, brother, if you go ahead and skip by it. All the best on the new players. See you sign some good uh, good Canadians for the team. Yeah, no, we got three Canadians, and uh, we'll be at. Um, we'll probably be at BC Super Week, and then I'll. Alberta, uh, Tour de Bose, and then there's a there's a 2.2 right before Tour de Bose this year. I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but yeah, we'll spend some time in Canada and hopefully take care of your uh, Canadian champion there, Zach Bell. Okay, great. Look forward to it. All right. Cheers, brother. Thanks for the phone call. Hello, who is this? Hello, this is Roxanne King. How are you? I'm good. Oh, geez. Ignore that. Uh, I'm good, Roxanne. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. I wanted to skew your disc graphics up. Oh, okay. You're going to get well. <laughs> to be honest, I mean, I know I always kind of complained about it, but I kind of like when it's just guys anyway. Girls are just such a drag, you know? Well, you know, I haven't been a girl all my life. I, you know, I kind of think we're important. <sighs> At I least suppose. some of the time. I suppose. I suppose. Uh, how's, how's your day going? Good? Yeah. It's it's a bit crazy because I have to, you know, I have to get in three days of work and that I normally do in five, but I'm getting, I'm, I'm hanging in there. Well, maybe and if you didn't I, take all the days off to go drinking and boozing it up, you would, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's all this work followed by four days of um, relaxation. That's the word, relaxation. You know what? This is exactly why I don't like women calling the shows, because they're just drunkards who booze it up and need to get their life on track. Except when we're going to bike races. <laughs> that's or, true. But maybe, maybe that's bad. <laughs> maybe. Anyway, so um, I wanted to say I like the podcast. I want you to keep doing it. I like the Tuesday version, the call-in, and don't stop. Okay. Yeah, it, uh, and, it's a, it's tricky. I, I'm never really sure where everybody's at and um, whether or not we're doing too much or too little. Or, but yeah, thanks. Well, I'll keep it going for a little bit longer. And uh, yeah, there, um, also it was nice meeting you when you were up in Wisconsin. I thought you were going to be going to more cross races, but I understand. I guess the podcasting is kind of snowballed, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, more than that, the the real job I have is being the director of Smart Stop, so I'll do that. And then, you know, Powers is such a cheapskate, he only flies me to three races, and I kind of feel like that's it's complete bullshit, you know? I I feel like more people should hassle Powers on Twitter, because I feel like everybody's so nice to Powers, but between you and me, Roxanne, do you know anything good about Jeremy? Is there anything nice about him at all? About Jeremy? Yeah. Jeremy is always pleasant, okay? He's yeah, but it's fake. It's a fake pleasant. Terrible you know ride, that. and he's pleasant. He's not someone who's going to, okay, 
he probably does when he gets inside, but outside, you know, he's always pleasant. Yeah, but you know he's just like, he's lying to you when he's that pleasant, though, right? Well, I, I there has, <laughs> it, honestly, <laughs> okay, this is kind of maybe a general statement about bicyclists, but if you're going to achieve at the top level, you have to have some anger in there somewhere. So, you know, I am going to prove those idiots wrong in order to succeed. Yeah. I mean, if anybody has a right to be angry at the powers for being born with those (laughs) stupid calves. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for the phone call, Roxanne. I appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later, Mike. Talk to you later, bye. right now so please leave me a message and i'll get back to you as soon as i can thanks tim 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 At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Hi, Jade. My name is Pete uh, Horsefinger. I am uh, calling from the FDA. Uh, We've had several complaints about your beet juice. Um, It's... I'm trying to find the name of it. I can't right now. But we've had uh, cases of nausea, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, blindness, and dementia uh, from people drinking your product. If you could give me a call back at any time, that would be great. Welcome to Open Mic. Who's this? Uh, it's Brian. Brian, what's going on, brother? Nothing much. My question is, uh, do the pros like to have sex before races, and should amateurs have sex before races? I mean, uh, I wouldn't do it day of. A day of, right. you know, you get a little weak legged. You can't, you can't be doing that. But I, night before, sure. Why not? Why not? I mean, we're not, okay. we're not boxers. Now, the problem right. is, is as a pro, how are you going to have sex the night before unless you're having sex with your roommate, which, I mean, I'm not against, but, you know, could create some... I, I, as, a, as a new director, I would, I'm, I have a very uh, stringent, no inter-team dating policy among all the guys. Like, That's you know, good. Yeah, you know, and I hope that doesn't come off like uh, anti-gay or anything. I just... They, they can date. They can date guys from other teams. 
but just you know, right. within this, this is a fucking professional organization, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, plus they're on the road, like away from their wives and girlfriends, like most of the year anyway, right? I mean, that is true. Yeah, you need a road boyfriend for sure. Okay, gotcha. (laughs) All right. Cool. Good to know. All right. Thanks, dude. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hello, this is Open Mike. Who's this? Hey, Mark. This is Lewis. How are you doing? Oh, great, Lewis. How are you? Good, good. Can't complain. Uh, love your podcast. Everything uh, that you guys are doing is awesome. I hope you guys keep it up. And keep Dude, if up. you say you guys one more time, I'm hanging up this fucking phone. This is a Creed production. I'm doing this all by my fucking <laughs> self. Well, don't you got a, uh, uh, your mechanic with you as well? Dude, that guy, he does tits on a bull. He doesn't do anything. Oh, okay, got it. Check, got it. Well, uh, here's a question for you. I remember you talking about your uh, frames and which ones you you uh, you rode and stuff like that. Uh, uh, if you had your pick nowadays with carbon, steel, tie, uh, what would you prefer to ride out there? That is a good fucking question, man. Because I am now on the cusp where I could buy any bike that I want, and right, you know right. I've never really owned my own road bike for like in a long time maybe 15 years i haven't owned something that i've chosen i mean i have my own mountain bike but on my own road bike so it's it's i'm considering my retirement bike as we talk uh i think i'm gonna go carbon just because it's i mean it's one it's cheaper and the, the I think it's getting better. The rides are getting a lot better, but I wouldn't be opposed to like a titanium or a steel. What do you got? Do you have, do you have something like that? Well, I I I, uh, I had a carbon, and that's what I've been racing with. But uh, I'm getting on an age, and uh, I'm, I was looking at tires or, or steel. Tire being way expensive for my military budget since I'm I'm in the army. <laughs> but uh, steel was looking like right up my alley. <laughs> Yeah, I I like the stuff that IF makes. IF makes some pretty good stuff, and Moots makes some pretty good stuff. But yeah, like you said, I think when you get down that alley, it's it's pretty uh pretty expensive. I don't know about aluminum. Aluminum is probably pretty harsh. I don't know if we'd want to go aluminum when you're getting older. Yeah, getting older and being light, I don't know if uh, aluminum is is uh all that good for forgiving for the body, especially when uh, most Americans aren't doing 100 mile an hour races. I mean 100 mile races, excuse me. Lewis, where are you from, man? I like your accent. What do you got going on? Uh, I'm a, I'm originally from New York, but uh, um, nationality and family from Puerto Rico. Nice, nice. Well, what branch of the uh, army are you working in? Do you, have you been overseas? What are you doing? Yeah, I've been on uh, five deployments already. So this is uh, um, over here at uh, Fort Lewis, Washington, and uh, this is where I'm calling home. Just moved down from, well, moved up from uh, Fort Huachuca, Arizona, which is right by Tucson. So rode my lemon, met Phil Gaiman at the uh, beginning of this year while he was getting uh, fitted up for his bike with Bissell. Nice, nice. Well, we're having training camp on top of Mount Lemon this year. So okay. yeah, if you're ever in the area, man, you're more than welcome to come uh, hang out. And uh, we'll do one of those things where we, like, you know, we say we support our troops, but then the second you guys need help when you come home, we just forget. You know, one of the st- standard American things. Everybody likes <laughs> Got to- it. <laughs> That's too easy, man. Not a problem. Well, I appreciate, I appreciate answering my question. <laughs> All right, brother. Uh, take care of yourself. I'll see you soon. All right. Take care. Cheers, man. Hello? Who is this? Who the fuck is this? 
Is this Mike? Is this Tosh? Dude, I knew you would know my voice. That's why I didn't respond with my name. I just knew you would know. How can I not know the voice of my first love? How is that even? I mean, I think it's just, I think about it all the time. I have to pinch myself Uh, to make sure I'm not dreaming. Nope. I pinch myself all the time, not because I want to know if I'm awake or asleep, but just because I think it's cool looking in public. I think it's because you're not strong enough to be a cutter, so you're more of a pincher. Oh, is that it? Yeah. No, it's not like it's not like a like a hurt me pinch. It's like a like a cool like I'm just like like pinching my kneecaps in public, and people are like, damn, that looks kind of cool. I'm gonna start doing that. Wow, pinching kneecaps in public. I like it. Yeah. You you working so, on a handlebar? I'm putting, in, I'm putting in time. Oh, of course I'm working at handlebar. <laughs> of course. So I don't have I don't have life skills outside of pouring a cappuccino. Is it, are you gonna like grow some kind of resentment towards Aaron Olson, where eventually you're gonna be like, this is the only thing that I have, and in order to move on, I'm gonna have to kill it. Like, so I'm just I'm going to have to kill you, Aaron, and that'll force me to take a new <laughs> angle in life. Like, I'm doing this for myself. I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, I can't really say that type of stuff, you know, out in public. Sure. Or all over the phone because people tap my phone because I'm a bad boy. But uh, <laughs> like that, that seems like premeditated murder. If I were to say that, just straight out, like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. Kill oh man, you're gonna man. see me like, on the, you're that, gonna you see know? me on the stand, and I'm gonna be like, I thought he was joking. I, yeah, like if I said I'm gonna kill Aaron Olsen, like mm-hmm. as a, like you know, like if I said that in a real way. Yeah. Uh, that was an example of what it would sound like if I said it out loud. Um, this might come off. That would be this might come off distasteful, but I sincerely hope Aaron Olson gets randomly murdered today, because then this is going to be the best. I mean, I'm not distasteful at all. That's just hoping for something crazy to happen. Yeah, I'm sorry that Aaron has to be at the brunt of it, but fuck, I would, I wouldn't be. I don't think anything could make me happier than Aaron Olson's death right now. <laughs> Oh, okay. Now you just took it to to wild card level. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a new, it's a new level system I, I just created on the phone with you just now. Dude, you, your can, wild card. you should like uh, be like my assistant director or something. You're, I should be a, an assistant director to the, the director? Yeah, you should be my assistant. I don't know what you'd do. I guess you would just like hang out in the team car and, and you... I'm. A lot of it, you're going to have to agree with me on things. I'm going to be like, that guy's a piece of shit. And basically, I need a parrot. Do you want me my parrot? You just repeat yeah, things um, I the said. The funny thing about me being your parrot, though, is that it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me to try and mirror you when you've tried mirroring me so hard with your hairdo. You're a son of a bitch. You know oh. that? And I just fucked you up so hard with that one. Fuck, that is... To try to out me like that in public, you know? I think it takes a special set of balls. Hey, this is Jeremy. I can't get to my phone right now. Leave me a message and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. At the tone, please record your message. When you have finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Uh, hi. Yeah, Jeremy. This is Mike. Mike Creed. I believe you have my road bike at your house. I don't know what kind of fucking games you're playing where you think you're just going to keep it for the rest of your like little career that you have. I don't know about you, 
powers, but you know, I, I'm not what you would call a professional cyclist. Okay, I have a real job now. I, I'm a job creator, a director sportif. Okay, I'm part of the one percent, dude. While you're going around, you know, lollygagging and you know, uh, falutin on your bike. You know what I'm doing? I'm fucking creating jobs and opportunities for the future. And I know that's not something that you can really grasp. I feel like I'm talking to an eight-year-old. But I, I need you to know something. I want that fucking bike back. I'm going to come to your house. And you're not even going to hear me come. You're just going to feel a cold metal muzzle against your forehead right before the fucking click. Send me that bike powers. Send me your fucking bike. Oh, it's Mike. Listen, it's Chris. Chris. Oh, my gosh. How's it going? Yeah, listen, I've been trying to get a hold of you because I've got a problem. Uh, I'm glad that I'm here to help. Like, give it to me. Yeah, okay. So I've been to the doctor, and evidently, every time you favorite one of my tweets unnecessarily, mm -hmm. I catch one of your STDs. Just one. So it's not it's so one bad. of them. It's not so bad. Do you yeah, catch the same them. one over and over again? It, it, I don't know. I mean, fourteen. You tw you favorited fourteen of my tweets today. Oh my god, so they, were no so good, they were so good. They were so good. One of them I've got now, and the sad thing about it is I've never even actually seen you face to face. It's like, it's like the immaculate infection. I mean, I, I get that you're doing a little wordplay there, and like that's fun. But I kind of feel like you're to blame because your tweets are so great. I mean, I can't help but favorite them, you know? You know, that's that's just a complete load of Tosh. That doesn't make any sense. Tosh. At all. Now, I have a yeah. friend named Tosh, and he's pretty great. So is that the same thing? or? Like, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a load of your friend Tosh. Yeah. So, I mean, for those who don't know, this is uh, Chris G. I was punk ass CG on Twitter. You can follow her there. But... She's mad because I favored a lot of her stuff because I know that she, uh, you know, echoes right to her phone. But how can I not favorite something as great as, um, let's see here. What's in that teacup is the last bit of your dignity and it tastes terrible. Mm-hmm. That's great. And yeah. some familiar trails with a familiar face at Great Rock's new video, hashtag the chop. That's, you know what, favorite Favorite. I, I want to be in the F1 safety car. Boom. Favorite. Oh, favorite. I want to be a safety car. I want to be a safety car driver. I mean, where are your literacy skills? Honestly. I feel like I'm I'm doing this like really quickly, you know, like and uh, sometimes uh, in an effort to get to the punchline, I, I I cut out words. Yeah. Well, you know, my piece is blowing up in my ear here, and I know what that means. That means that while we're actually talking on the phone. That you are favoriting the tweets. It doesn't sound like something news. I would do. It doesn't sound yeah. like something I would do. It's something that you do, and that just means, according to my doctor, that I'm catching yet another one of your STDs. I really feel like it's the same one over and over again, and there is a uh, penicillin for that, so you're good. Uh, if, if there was a cure for you, Creed, I would have found it a long time ago and overdosed on it. <laughs> I just... You know, like this flirtatious back and forth is fun, but just but just know that you're hiding. Like this, this is a masquerade, really, right now. What you think? I'm hiding my true feelings for you. Yeah, 
Yeah. 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 This yeah. is the schoolyard equivalent of throwing a rock and hitting me in the head, and I have to go to the the nurse's office, and then all my guy friends like are laughing that a girl beat me up, and I'm saying no, I'm just pretending I got to go home early because that never happened to me. That's not. If this wasn't like 1923, and we were in a one-room schoolhouse, and you were the little girl sitting in front of me with long pigtails, I would totally be dipping that shit into my inkwell. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I just favorited a couple tweets. I don't know if this deserves such hostility. <laughs> I mean, Twitter puts the favorite there for a reason, to, to, to let people know when you appreciate them. I think that you look at that favorite button as an opportunity to just annoy the crap out of people. Mm, that's interesting. That's an interesting uh, theory. But I'm going to like the Twitter and ask that they block your favorite button. I don't know if they'll do that. I just, you know, you're coming up with all these theories. Like, I feel like you're one of those loose change conspiracy theory people, you know, like, I don't, I, I don't know. Look, that was not a 757 that flew into the side of a Pentagon. I don't care what people say. It's obviously, Chris, quick question. Why do you think George Zimmerman is trending on Twitter right now? <laughs> I don't know. I live in the UK, man. I have no idea what the hell is going on with George Zimmerman. Why don't you tell me? So... I, I don't I don't know. I was just trying to get you from bashing me more. Um, do you, okay, well, I'm going to let you take a call from somebody who potentially actually likes you and wants to speak to you now. You okay. know what, Chris? This was a really good first phone call, and um, we are going to be an adorable couple in a house together one day. One day. I wish, I wish I could say that there's more where this came from, but really I honestly just don't want to have anything to do with you. All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay, take care now. Don't walk up any ledges, okay? Oh, you're sweet. I know. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye, Creed. Welcome to Open Mic, Leslie. Mike Creed, what the heck? Why are we doing phone calls on Tuesday for the Tuesday podcast? Well, one of us, and I'm not going to name names started doing a road trip a day early and kind of messed this whole thing up. Uh, so I'm not I'm not going to say who, but I think we, okay. we all know. But we both know who that is. Yeah. Right. But we're not going to name names. Okay. No, 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 no. It would be much better if we didn't. Mm. you got to be careful right, with these so, days. We don't want to get sued. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> Ask me how I know about that. <laughs> Oh, how are you doing? Like, I've missed you. Yeah, we haven't talked in like a week or so. I wasn't sure if you hated me or, or something. No, no hate, no hate. <laughs> See, listen, so here's a question for you. I'm looking for advice. Sure. I just looked in the mirror for the first time <laughs> all day today. Why did I wake up with a black eye? Oh, no. That's a fucking black eye, man. How? Is it, you're not being hit, are you? You can tell me. <laughs> it's a safe place. Yeah, this is a safe place. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if like I got like stepped on in my sleep by a dog or what happened. Maybe you're a cutter, but you're the kind that punches. You're a puncher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's one of the dogs, and it might have stepped on me. Mm -hmm. All right, so how's it going? Have you gotten a lot of good calls? Have we got good stuff lined up for the show? Yeah, I got a couple calls from last week, got a few calls for this week. Prank called a couple pros. We'll be all right. Uh -huh. 
I'll be all right. Yay. Yeah. Yay. We had one. We had one guy who really wanted to know why Katie Compton didn't get thrown under the bus as far as doping rumors go. <laughs> so I, I didn't know what to do with that. Was, but beyond that, it was fine. Yeah, oh, good, good, good. So what are you doing for Thanksgiving? What's going on? Hang out with my grandma. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not too much. Awesome. Not too much. Yourself? Awesome. All right. Uh, for the first time in my life, I have no family Thanksgiving plans. It's kind of weird. I've been blown off. You've actually pushed your family to the point where they have to, like, not invite they, you now. They rejected me completely. And oh. They me. I was looking for, like, a restaurant or something to go to. Chinese food. Yep. I think that's what it's going to be. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 Chinese food. Well, no, you know... In the morning, I'm doing Waffle Cross. We have this, uh, yeah, morning bike ride thing here in the Boston area. And uh, when you're all done, some of the awesome New England Cross people make uh, Belgian waffles. Nice. So we're doing that. Yeah. So, so that's sort of that's my family gathering, I guess. I'm yeah. into it. I like it. Yeah. So, were you going to like do secret videos of your gram and then put them on YouTube? I got, I'm going to start. I might buy a GoPro and just set up like a live stream of how much my grandma can talk. <laughs> make her buy you the good ice cream bars this time. She better make stuffing this time. I don't know if you heard about this scandal, but the last Thanksgiving she didn't make stuffing. Really? Was it a conscious decision or did she forget it in the microwave or something? She A conscious decision, and to which I informed her that she's not a real grandmother and she's probably undeserving of my love. <laughs> and I'm not going to... Yeah, I don't put up with this shit, you know? Like, I'm a... This is what a... What is Thanksgiving without stuffing? Dude, exactly, right? This woman is... You got to have the Thanksgiving stuffing and then you have the leftovers. You get, like, a nice sandwich with turkey and some Miracle Whip and some stuffing and a little cranberry. Yeah, not this Nazi. How, how do you do the sandwich? You cannot build the sandwich without the stuffing. You know what? I think she's a socialist. Maybe she's going to serve you Chinese food. It would be better than having some godless Thanksgiving without stuffing. Godless Thanksgiving. You know, I've um, actually had a Thanksgiving stuffing made out of shredded carrots and Ritz crackers. It's a weird thing. Was it good? It was really strange. I, no. I don't think I need to go down that route. Yeah, no, no. So who's called you? Has Cree, uh, Creed, has uh, Troy called you? No, Cridal uh, has tried to call, but I've always been on the phone. But uh, no, just just some fans, some very nice, well-meaning fans. Very good. I'm, right. Well, I'm glad it's been a a, a popular thing and uh, a nice social outlet for you. Oh. You know, it's good to have friends. Oh, and congrats on the um, the latest signing, by the way. That's hey, you see awesome. that? That was pretty neat, right? Yeah. Yeah. I like that my Tiger Woods thing made it in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was nice. Uh, so you're all set? Your lineup's all complete now? You're all happy? Time for team camp and stuff? Time for team camp. Smart stop. Kicking ass. 2014. Mike Creed at the helm. Going to get so much credit. I'm going to fucking be paraded in. 
into every town that we race into, pigs. people are going to be sacrificing pigs at my feet as a sign of worship. Cycling. Daughters will be just pushed into the team car. It's it's going to be marvelous. Throw money. Yeah, super stoked. Well, that's awesome. Excellente. Well, I think that in honor of uh, having this black eye, I'm going to go out and... Uh, Buy some uh, concealer or something, and uh, try to try to cover up this bruise here. Oh, what's going on? Uh, um, <clears throat> I did. Well, well God I be with you. I saw the tweet. I thought I would uh, give you a little call since you chided me. I'm not calling you before. Oh no, I appreciate it, Leslie, and thanks for uh, help helping do this podcast. And have a merry and beautiful Thanksgiving. I know a place